The Tablet Show, episode 36, with guest Oof Tukel. Recorded live Thursday, May 24th, 2012. From thetabletshow.com, it's The Tablet Show. Conversations about developing software for tablets and other mobile devices with your hosts, Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell. In this episode, Carl and Richard talk to Uf Tukel about his iCruise line of mobile and tablet applications. This episode of The Tablet Show is sponsored by Telerik, offering the best in developer tools and support. Online at telerik.com. And now, here are Carl and Richard. Thank you very much. Welcome to The Tablet Show. We're here to talk about tablets, cars, car repair, and, uh, no, I mean. <laughs> Indoor plumbing. I get confused sometimes. Hey, man, speaking of plumbing. Yes. Plumbing is amazing. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Uh, how do you know? Well, my water heater broke down. And oh, yeah? I have a friend who's also my bass player. He came over and he explained my furnace and water heater to me in a way. And I, after a few seconds, like, ah, inputs, outputs. This is like an audio system. So it clicked, and now I got it. I know exactly what valves to shut off when, and I even was able to uh, come up with a temporary workaround for the hole that was in a pipe in the water heater that was pushing water back into the furnace and causing it to overpressurize and spill out all over the floor. How did I do it? I attached a hose, ran it outside, turned it on just barely so that we kept an even 20 pounds per second, and I kept it that way for a week and a half. Wow. And it worked. Look at you all hydraulic and stuff. Yeah. Plum- who knew? Plumbing. Me. I don't do plumbing. It's all very sensible. It, it, it's inputs and outputs. Yeah. And apparently you have water-based heating in your house. Yes, I do. Yeah, it's very cool. Because if you were doing that with a natural gas-forced air furnace, <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> That'd be bad. Just saying. Yeah. So we got a new water heater and all is fine. But anyway, uh, Richard, what's up with you? I have had no problem with my water whatsoever. Working just fine. You know, I got a I got another gadget story for you. Okay. Did you know that LED backlit LCD televisions are really light and really cheap? And that means that you can get a, say, 60-inch uh, TV that only weighs 50 pounds. Wow. That you can pick up and carry around with you. Although it is 60 inches, so that's pretty big. It is big, but it's doable for one person to pick it up and move it. Mm -hmm. around a 60 inch tv so here's you know this sort of changes things think of um a booth where you're presenting something right a a conference booth a conference booth you would not in the past have taken a big screen tv because they're freaking heavy they're huge they're huge so now you can that really changes something how about um a band instead of signage anywhere where you want signage you got a laptop in one of those. You're done. Wow. Yeah. And and plus the new LCDs are they're so crisp, so clean. Yeah. They're better than projectors in every way. Yeah. And fifteen hundred bucks and I walked out with it, put it in my car, went home, done. Nice. Pretty cool. And it fit and, and it fit in the Prius. Fit in the Prius. I can't argue with that. Yeah. It was a Samsung. Well, let's jump into Better No Framework. Awesome. What do you got? So my spelunking today brought me to Windows Devices SMS. SMS? SMS. Text messaging? 
text messaging on Windows 8. No kidding. In WinRT, the windows.devices.sms namespace allows you to send text messages. It also allows you to receive text messages with an event handler. There's a delegate SMS message received event handler. Hmm. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. Got a link? Yes, I do. Tinyurl.com slash WinRT SMS. Awesome. So built right into Windows now. Yep. SMS support. Gotta love it. No libraries, no nothing. Just go straight to work. That's what I'm talking about. All the iPhone developers are like, yeah, so what? <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think on an iPhone, uh, uh, maybe our guest can uh, tell us differently, but I don't know if on an iPhone you actually have the ability to get in there and do text messages, or maybe you can send them, but I'm not sure that you can hook in because they like that experience to be pure, you know? Right. But I don't know. We'll ask Goof when he comes on. So who's talking to us, Richard? Grabbed a comment uh, out of email in this will amuse you. It's from Tony Kaufman. He says, hey, Carl and Richard, I listened to .NET Rock several years ago while working at a .NET software development company. Last year, I founded my own business developing mobile software, mainly for iPhones, iPads, and Droid phones. So I listened to several podcasts talking about iOS and Android development. Recently, I came back to .NET Rock. Sure, .NET and Windows is not the technology I'm using right now, but honestly, there is just no better podcast than .NET Rocks. We like that. So again, I listen to your podcast regularly, enjoy the superb quality and wisely chosen guests. The two of you are such familiar voices. So keep going with the best developer podcast I know on this planet, and who knows, if folks are going to buy more Windows phones, I can use all the things I learned here in the future. But Tony, are you listening to the tablet show? Yeah. It's the same quality, same style, same guys, different topics. Different topics. In fact, I just got my Lumia 900 today. Ah, do you like it? I love it. Awesome. And you know what else I did? What did you do? You're, you'll like this. I got out the old MacBook Pro, dusted it off, got OSX line on there, and uh, installed Xcode. Oh, you're going to do some iPhone development. And Monotouch interesting yeah you've been busy well it took me all day to just do that and then uh, now i gotta actually do something with it now you're ready to go stick around so tony uh tablet show mug it's on its way to you and if you'd like a tablet show mug you can write a comment on the website at thetabletshow.com or send us an email dot net rocks at franklins.net all right and with that let me introduce our guest oof tukel is the co-president and founder of wmph vacations and icruise.com in Delray Beach, Florida. WMPH is one of the largest sellers of cruise vacations in the country. They are a top producer for all the major cruise lines and currently serve over 70,000 cruise passengers a year. In addition to iCruise, WMPH also operates CruiseCheap.com, AlaskaCruises.com, EuropeCruises.com, and offers private white-label solutions for other travel websites. Their Cruise Finder mobile apps are the most comprehensive and popular cruise planning apps on the iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Oof is graduate of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and lives in Florida with his wife and two kids. He is an Eagle Scout, enjoys travel, golf, racquetball, and taekwondo. Not to mention shuffleboard. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Oof. If you're going to hang out on cruise ships, what else are you going to do? That's right. That's uh, I, I forgot all about shuffleboard. I don't like to brag, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank uh, thank you for having me here today. 
Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, we wanted you on because we like to talk to people who are developing apps in vertical markets and just trying to get your experiences. And uh, man, you you've got it all covered. It sounds like. Well, we've been uh, we're very proud of you know the the uh, mobile strategy that we've really put together. You know, it, it kind of came as an afterthought for us. Um, I actually I, I kind of feel like I'm an early adopter of uh, of the iPhone in in our industry. Uh, I picked up my first iPhone late 2007 and just started playing with it and uh, started doing some searches and and said, man, you know, this is a pretty cool thing. And I said, wouldn't it be great if we just built an iPhone app uh, just for just to you know just to say it's pretty cool. And um, so I looked at our Google Analytics stats and just saw that, you know, at that point, we were getting about 5% of our total traffic to iCruise from mobile devices. It was nothing really significant, but it was enough to, you know, at least, you know, get on the radar and say, you know, maybe this is something we should be looking at. And uh, so we, we, you know, took a look at building our first iPhone app, and it's been, it's been fantastic ever since. Now, at 5%, were you actually doing anything pro-mobile at that point? Do you have like a mobile version of your site, or was it just people were going to the regular website on their phone? They were going to the regular website on their phone, and we, wow. we, were, doing, we were doing nothing with mobile. Um, it just, you know, as it started growing, we were, we were looking at the statistics and saying, you know, this is, it's kind of like, you know, remember when you would look, you know, everybody was using IE and, and all of a sudden you start seeing Firefox show up and it started getting, uh, it started getting higher and higher. Then you had to start optimizing for, for Firefox. We had to do the same thing with, uh, with the, the mobile apps. When we started seeing a, a, a growth in a particular market. We had to pay attention to that and decide this had to be something that we, we would go forward with. Now, what was interesting about it was that I wanted to do it simply because I thought, I thought it would be cool. I didn't think anyone would actually transact any business, create any inquiries. I thought they would just kind of look at it, download it, find us in the app store, and that would be about it. I honestly didn't expect it to become a significant part of our business. So how long ago was this? This was, let's see, in 2008, I kind of... I went through the um, I went through Google, started Googling um, app development companies, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, we started putting together the you know I found a company Leeway Hertz, um, and uh, we started putting together the documents, the user designs, and and uh, around July of two thousand and nine, we actually launched our our iPhone app. Okay, I mean that means you were fairly early into the curve. I mean the iPhone only showed up in two thousand and seven. That's impressive. Yeah, to that, I, like I said, I'm one of these early adopters, and I look at something as a, you know, and I think it's cool. And if I'm using it, then I, I tend to believe other people will use it as well. And it was, I have a business partner; he's not a, a technology guy at all. And so mm-hmm. I told him I wanted to do this, and I said, you know, I really think that you know, just for the marketing aspect of saying, okay, we could build a you know a neat video, we can build some cool web pages, it, it would at least get the attention of our clients that we could say to them, hey, we've got an iPhone app, and right. You know, now today we look at it and we, we even look at it immediately. As soon as we launched it, we could see the benefit of, 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 uh, of being in that space. So what percentage of your customers are on mobile now? Um, well, if you look at iCruise.com specifically, like we have a, a lot of different websites, 50, about 55% of all of our traffic is coming from mobile devices. Holy today. crap. More than half. More than half. Yeah. Can you split that between phones and tablets? Um, 30% of our traffic is coming from iPad. And about 45% is coming from iPhone and 25% coming from Android. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of iPads. That is a ton of iPads. Yeah. That's, uh, and I'll tell you a little bit about our iPad story, you know, as we, as we go through the conversation. But, 
Um, it, it really, you know, I was one of, I've been in the, in the cruise business since 1992. My wife dragged me kicking and screaming on a cruise from our honeymoon 20 years ago. Huh. And, uh, and I quit my job and I started a company selling cruises and we were just a, a regular brick and mortar company when we did that 20 years ago. But in 1995, I found out about this thing called the internet. So we built one of the first cruise websites. So we grew, you know, immediately the internet had an unbelievable impact on our business. It was like, we were the only ones in the yellow pages. We were the only ones in the newspaper. We were the only local travel agent in town. And it completely revolutionized the way we, we did our business. And I wow. sold that company, and I sold that company in 1998, started this company in 2004. And when I learned about mobile, I'm experiencing basically the same thing today that I experienced back in 1995. Yeah. Being, being really the only one in the mobile space and, and cruise travel is a lot like that was back then. You know, it's a whole new channel that didn't even exist five years ago. And now look at what it's doing for our business. Yeah. Right. Going to mobile is like going to the internet. Yep. Going to the mobile is going to the internet. And quite honestly, in, in, in our customers' eyes today, um, if they visit your website and you don't at least have a mobile version of your website, it's, it's like you don't, you're not even on the internet. They're looking right. at it, say, like throwing their, you know, rolling their eyes and saying, I'm not going to stay here. Your right. bounce rates are through the roof. You know, they, they come, they, they see, they go, they, you know, they, they go somewhere else. Well, like you said, it's half your business. Now, when you say half, are you talking about traffic or sales? I am talking about now, remember, we have multiple brands. Okay. Right. iCruise is the only brand that we have on mobile. Now we have our cruise cheap website, which is comparable to iCruise. All we have is a mobile website there. We just have a mobile version of cruise cheap. We don't have any apps. iCruise, okay. we have the iPhone app. We have the iPad app. We've got the Android. We got the Kindle. Uh, you know, we've got all those things. So about 13% of all of our traffic um, on, on cruise cheap is coming from mobile. Hmm. Wow. Which speaks volumes to how important a native app is then. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, it, it's, an, when you look at the cost of things like, uh, you know, just pay-per-click advertising and Google to, to be able to be visible in other places other than just Google, it's very important. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, certainly the app store, the Android market, even, even Kindle to a very small extent at this point is, is giving us exposure that we might not otherwise have had. This is really important in an industry like ours in the cruise business where there's a lot of people that still have reservations about taking a cruise vacation. They have, they have different reasons why it may not be for them. But if, if our apps are appearing when you're searching for things like vacations and travel, it costs you nothing to download it and explore it and just take a look and see if, if cruising might be a vacation for you. And, and quite honestly, what people find out is, you know, people may say they never want to go on a cruise vacation. There are some people like that. Um, yeah. But in the back of their mind, you know, one of the places they always want to visit is they, I want to go on an Alaska cruise one day or I want oh, yeah. to go on a Hawaiian cruise one day. Uh, Richard, you're in Vancouver. You know, yep. look, at, look at the number of cruises that are coming in and out of Vancouver every year. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it, it's a significant vacation. And you look at destinations like Alaska, where most of those ports are primarily landlocked, um, a cruise vacation is really the only way to do it. So, or the best way to do it. And so, you know, this is giving us an opportunity to get our product, get our industry in front of people who may have not otherwise have thought about it. So, and I'm still trying to see what does the app do other than just provide travel times and pricing? Well, right now it, it is just a cruise vacation. It's a, a travel, a planning app. You know, it's most people use it in the dreaming and planning phase. 
Okay. So, so you know, it's not. It, it does offer online booking. It does offer real time pricing. But, but right now, what people are doing is they're, you know, they're downloading it. You know, they're they're doing their searches. Um, you know, we have, um, you know, it gives you the ability to find a cruise based on a, a destination you want to go to, or a, a port that's close to where you live, or maybe specific vacation time that you have. Um, you know, what a cruise, a favorite cruise line, whatever it might be. So you can find the cruise and you can you know, can find a destination. You can see the prices. You can see your cabin. Uh, you can see where your cabin is. You can check the weather and the different ports of call. So it's basically everything that you would have done in the in the 90s and 2000s, early 2000s on the web. Now you now customers are demanding a mobile app. They, they want it for the they're not demanding it. They never no one ever said you have to have an app. But if you have it, they will use it before they use a website. If you have it, they will use it. Absolutely. And when you look at companies like my in, in my business, whether it's iCruise.com or the Cruise Lines Direct or, or any travel company, you know, email marketing is a very, very big part of what companies do. Mm-hmm. And so if, if 40 or 50 percent of all email is being read on a mobile device and they click your link to, to see a specific product, you better show them something in a, a mobile optimized format. And so our web, every page on our iCruise website is built to, to do an automatic redirect to a, uh, a mobile version of our site, to a mobile version of that page. So if we're going to continue to market to them, it does us no good if they're not going to read the, read the contents of the email. Mobile makes it possible for them to do that as well. This portion of the Tablet Show is brought to you by our good friends at Telerik. Hey, can you ever have too many free tools to complement your development skills? I didn't think so. So our friends at Telerik are giving you now more than 30 free products for application development, automated testing, agile project management, and content management. And we're talking free-free. Not a trial, not a demo, but free, complete products supported by a community of over 440,000 developers at Telerik Forums. From free ASP.NET AJAX, ASP.NET MVC, and Silverlight controls, to the free ORM solution and automated testing framework, to free agile management tools and content management systems. All of these and more are available to you for immediate download at Telerik.com slash free stuff. Most of the free products can be used for commercial purposes and give you access to supplemental support resources such as documentation and forms. Go to Telerik.com slash free stuff now and take full advantage of the available free of charge products. And don't forget to thank them for supporting the tablet show. So let's talk about the tablet story then, because so far we're really okay. just focused on the phones. Okay. Uh, what got you to go to tablets? Um, well, let me say first of all that our iPad app is a a first generation iPad app. Okay. Um, so we it took us a long time to go. It was like a year over a year to go from our iPhone to our Android. And then, uh, let's see, we did the iPhone in 2009. We did the Android, uh, in 2011. And we also did our iPad in 2011. Um, the reason we did the iPad, uh, was that, you know, I, I was using my iPad quite a bit. I went to the app store, I searched for cruises, and there was another app out there that was just ba- basically building a shell. They would execute a couple of searches and would go right to their website within their app. And, Whenever you were searching for vacations, they came up first and our iCruise, which was a really, really good app, was just kind of relegated down there in the, in the iPhone section of it. And I talked to our developers and I said, listen, I, I really need, I really want us to get something up. I know it's not going to be perfect. It's going to offer a lot of content, but let's just build something right away 
so that we can get it up there so people can see their cabins, see their deck plants, and we can be up there for the, uh, for the holiday market. Uh, and, uh, and so we built our first generation iPad app and, and the downloads honestly were, were fantastic. Uh, we've seen very, very good response. We've gotten a uh, very good response from our visitors, uh, in terms of the quality of the app, in terms of the quality of the experience. And, um, and so we built that right now. What we're doing is, is we're building the second generation of it where it brings really more of it directly into the native app and less on, on the web, uh, integrated into the app. Did you find um, that you had to hire developers who are fluent in these different platforms or do does your team work on you know iOS and Java at the same time? So um, so what we do basically is you know you look at our app and you look at how complicated all the stuff that it has in it um, all the data, all the content is done in-house you know we have we, we program everything and and with uh, we have SQL databases and we do most of our stuff in, in P. I'm not a, a technical guy, so I just, I just blurt out things that they say. So if I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, I probably don't. So, uh, let me just say that, that, that all the developments done in house, all the, all the cabin photos, all the, uh, the data, all the content, every deck plan, every image chip, all that is done internally. What the app development company did was they specifically just built the front end and we communicate with them with, uh, with different web services and APIs. So they built everything that they built through the Apple SDK and the, and the Xcode, right. but they just tie to us through, I guess, JSON. I think they call it the language JSON. So you farmed out the client side stuff and you do all the server side stuff. All the server side stuff is, uh, is, is all us. And I'd say yeah. that was, uh, that was a challenge in itself because, and I think this is one of the reasons why you don't see many cruise companies um, in this space right now is because they've all built their content specifically for the web. Mm-hmm. And what you have to do is, you know, whatever whatever content management system you have, you have to be very conscious to, to build your content so that it can appear in any format. Right. One of the things that we had to build was a very, very cool tool called uh, what we call Photo Compass. And because, you know, we have over 40, 50,000 different images on our iPhone, uh, on, on all of our apps. So hmm. you, you look at things like, you know, we have, just, just to give you an idea, we have 30 different cruise lines. We have 250 different cruise ships. We have 16,000 itineraries. And on those, you know, 250 cruise ships, we have 188,000 cabins. Um, and we have 2,200 ports of call that we represent. So, each of those, we had to create images that were uh, tablet-friendly, um, 320-pixel-wide-friendly, retinal-display-friendly. We couldn't sit there and do that for all the images. So we built a tool that we can upload a, a single 1280 by 960 image, and it automatically converts it into 640-width, 1024 by 768 with 200 pixels. We've done thumbnails. We've done header images. Mm. All this so that we can be able to provide the best experience for our customers, whether they're using an iPhone, uh, an Android, a Kindle, or a uh, or an iPad. Um, So we're very proud of all the work that we did internally. Our our app development company did a good job in front end aspect of it. And you have floor plans of the boats, floor plans of the cabins. Is there even video of some of the cabins? Um, we do have some video. We haven't gotten video on the app yet. But, but Richard, just to give you an idea of how complicated it is, you take a ship like the Oasis of the Seas or the Allure of the Seas with, with Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. This particular ship has 3,500 cabins on it. Well, I'm sorry, not 3,000, 3,200 cabins, something like that. 
somewhere around 3,000. We, we individually mapped every single one of those cabin images and, wow. uh, and, and also wrote content for each one of those cabins and let you know if that's a handicapped cabin, if we, or uh, excuse me, an accessible cabin, if that's a connecting cabin, if that has a porthole, if it has a window, if it has a sliding glass door. And, and the reason we did that was because we know that intuitively, if you're, if you're on an iPad or even on an iPhone, when you see a deck plan of a, of a, of a ship and you want to see where your cabin is, you're going to want to touch that cabin number yep. to see what your cabin looks like. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. So the first version that we built didn't have that. And I said, we can't, we can't go to market without that. So that kind of slowed us down to launch it because we, we wanted to make sure it was right. We didn't want people complaining and saying, I can't touch the deck plan. And, uh, and that even raised some, some just interesting programming issues in terms of the, the, the pinch and swipe te- technology. You can't exactly pinch and swipe a deck plan and expect your, your image mapping coordinates to stick with it. Um, we had to build some sort of JavaScript where we put the little pluses and minus magnifiers. So it, it, um, it programmatically increased the size of the image and adjusted the coordinates uh, along with that. It's very cool stuff. Yeah, interesting problem is you're trying to zoom in on something as big as a floor plan down to an individual cabin. You're going to have to pull some tricks. Oh, in our floor, you know, our floor plans are awesome. You know, the, the, I knew that we had a good product when I was on a ship inspection and I saw my competition walking around the ship holding holding an iPad, <laughs> looking at my deck plans. That's so, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that makes you feel pretty good. You did obviously did something right. I think we did, you know, and we keep trying to make it better. You know, we, we've done some really, really cool things on the app that our customers really like, you know, when, when you know, I'm, I'm talking to you more on the business side of it, you know, it's not, it's not all just, you know, searching on the app store and it's not just searching in the Android market. You know, you actively have to promote your app to, uh, to your own customer base to get them sure. to download it as well. Yep. And, and we do a lot of that, you know, our agents, they're, they're, you know, 80% of all cruises that are sold. Um, are done over the telephone. It, it's not a high percentage that's done um, online. And, and believe me, it's e- even a less, less, less percentage that, that will actually do it to an iPhone. It, it still blows my mind that, you know, some people will actually have to book a cruise on, a, on an iPhone. But uh, but when they're talking to our, you know, when our agents are talking to our clients, you know, we'll tell them that they should go download the app, save a particular cruise, sign up for Cruise Tracker, and then they'll get alerts every time the price changes on it. You know, even nice. after their book, even after their book, they can they can go and see their cruise. They can share it with their friends and family. They can see if the price goes up and down. So uh, it's it's really become a great you know it's a great tool within our company to differentiate us uh, and get them uh, get people to download our app and use it actually. And is that the normal practice that people get the app, figure out what they want, and then call in to say, "Here's what I want to buy." Here, here the, the typical thing they do is uh, is one they they download the app. They do their research. Uh, there's a couple of options. Uh, one, they can go through and, and just request a quote. Uh, they'll find a particular itinerary. They can save it. And as soon as they save it, uh, we will send them an email that basically says, this is the cruise that you saved. We don't email market to them. We just basically send them a copy of what, the, they, what they saved. When they're in the cruise, in the cabin and on the cruise, do you still communicate with them? That see, I think that's the future of the app. You know, we've done a good job as a planning uh, and dreaming tool. The next step would be to build, you know, the functionality to let them be able to use um, the app while they're on vacation, scheduling activities and things. 
Um, I, I think scheduling activities are things they can do before they get on the ship. They, they would definitely want to do that, and we want to be able to offer that on our app, uh, some, some post-booking, pre-cruising activities. But I would like to see people using our app more um, when they're on the island uh, with, with you know, implementing some sort of geolocation services. Um, I think that when people get off of cruise ships, they want to know, you know, what shops are close by, where, where is their free Wi-Fi if, if they can find it, um, what are, what are the, the t-shirt deals that they can find in, in Grand Cayman? Where can, uh, what are some specific points of interest in case they didn't book a tour? Where can they grab something to eat? I think there's a lot of opportunities for that when they're on the cruise. I also think that there's great opportunities for social interaction, uh, social networking. You know, people go on vacations and they want to take pictures and we want them to send us pictures of their ships. We'd like them to send us pictures of their cabins, much like you see on apps like Room 77 where, or, um, or Seat Guru. You know, we want to see the cabin that you're staying in. We want to know the good, bad, and ugly about the room that you're in. And we want to be able to share that with other people. If they can do that from our app and we know what cabin you're in because you booked with us, then we could send you a quick reminder and say, you know, hey, Carl, you're in cabin number 6519. Take a picture and send it to us. Um, yeah. I think that would be very, I think that would be a very useful tool. What's really interesting is that you're trying to take a lot of the functionality that exists in different apps and sort of wrap it into your app so that they stay within the context of your cruise app. So it seems like there's a lot of opportunities for mashing up, like, you know, getting the Facebook data, getting Twitter going and, uh, you know, hooking into their calendar, like the stuff that's already there. You don't want to reproduce it, but but I can imagine it's a challenge to get people to stay within your app. And, you know, that even begs the question, is that what you want? Do you want them to stay in your app? Or do you just want to communicate to them through their normal means of communication, text messages, Twitter, whatever? I would, I would, like, for them, I would like them to use the, the app as a communication tool with us. Mm. You know, when you, when you look at our industry, we're not, you know, we're not the only ones that are, are doing things with, uh, with mobile apps, even the cruise lines. Um, you know, the, the tablet market, the app market is a big part of their overall strategy. I'll give an example. Norwegian Cruise Lines uh, now offers an app that if you're booked on one of their cruises, you can go to the app store and you can download the app. You can put in your reservation number and you can see the details of your particular cruise. You know, your dining reservations, your dining times, your, nice. uh, you know, what times you're booked for the show. So that becomes a very, very useful tool when you're on vacation. It's kind of like the conference industry. You know, you can't go to a conference anymore without, you know, them asking you to download the app and see what your schedule is and activities. Uh, the cruise line, so, you know, wants you to have this app so you can integrate within their Wi-Fi on the ships and, you know, maybe make phone calls from passenger to passenger uh, on the ship, uh, be able to see the short excursions that you have booked, be able to see your onboard account and what your what your costs are. So they're all doing things like that right now to be able to bring uh, the, the shipboard experience. Um, to the passenger even before they go. So anticipation is a big part of what we do. You know, anticipation yeah. before you go on a vacation is just as much fun as uh, is going on the vacation. Maybe not as much fun, but <laughs> it gets you there. Yeah. So uh, talk about moving over to tablet from from phone. How different was the application? It's it it really isn't um, it really isn't that different at all. You know, this first version it it is just it's version one. It, we right. wanted we wanted to get it out there. The next version, I tell you, I saw the the, the user interface, the the UI designs today, 
And I am mm-hmm. extremely excited about where we're, where we're taking this at next. Um, it's, it's going to be very, very cool, uh, in terms of the, the way the user moves through it. It's going to give them the ability to be able to find more information. Uh, it's going to be able to have more content. Uh, there's going to be more sharing tools on there. Uh, we want to include more port content. Um, it, it's just going to look a lot better, a lot cleaner. You know, the biggest challenge we have right now is, you know, I told you about the number of ships, the number of cabins, the number of images. Sure. You know, you, you can't put all that into a native app. If we did that, it'd be a one gigabyte application right. that no right. one's going to, no one's going to download. Um, so everything is basically on web services and we deliver the content uh, on request. So what we want to do is we want to, we, we want to be able to get to a point where if, if you've picked a particular cruise, you can download all the content for that cruise. And, and then you won't have to be connected to Wi-Fi. You'll be able to use it without, you know, you can use it in port. You can use it on the ship. Um, you know, cruise ships all have Wi-Fi today, but it's not free. They, they, they have you pay for it either on a, on a per minute uh, basis or on a, on, on a bundle, whether it's daily or weekly. But if right. we can give you something that you can use all the time, whether you're connected to Wi-Fi or not, I think that's going to be the big thing that, uh, that's going to make this uh, app different next time around. And you hinted at a, a Kindle Fire version. How's Kindle Fire working out for you? Uh, you know what? It, it was interesting, just the whole Kindle process. I mean, it was one thing to build, go from iPhone to Android, but to go from Android to Kindle was just another, uh, another thing that we had to think about. Um, you know, Kindle is very proprietary. You know, we, we had a lot of stuff on, um, on our Android app that, that referred people back to the Android market, sent links out that said, you know, refer this app to a friend. Uh, we have geolocation services on it, uh, that, that basically, tell you how far it is from your house to the next port of call and give you mapping directions to that. We had to turn all that off for, for the Kindle Fire version. Uh, in addition hmm. to that, their, their resolution is, is very different. So we had to create a, you know, some more images that we didn't have before, which is one of the reasons why we built Photo Compass was to be able to accommodate Kindle Fire as well. Um, so far, you know, it, we put a lot of work into it. We've had a couple of thousand downloads on, uh, on the Kindle Fire. It's generating leads. Uh, leads that are cheaper than it is on Google. So, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. You know, from what I understand, uh, from what I've read, the Kindle Fire is, is uh, positioned to become a, a pretty significant player in the Android market at some point. And so I expect that, uh, you know, we don't, we'll see a trickling in of leads right now, but I think it'll grow as more people use it. Well, an interesting, you know, that little statement about pricing the cost of a lead for, you know, from a, a, a regular search page like Google versus via your app. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, absolutely, we want to give our clients the very, very best experience we can in helping them plan their vacation. Mm-hmm. But but as a company, we're in the business of acquiring customers as, right. as affordably as we can. And and the mobile market is is one way to do that. You know, what advice would I give to to other travel agencies out there that you know are thinking about building apps? You know, the way we did it was we built the iPhone app, we built the Android app, then we built our mobile websites. <laughs> That's not how most people do it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they start with the mobile websites. Well, as soon as we built the mobile websites, we had tremendous success from those as well. So you know. I think any company out there should should take a look right now and say, okay, let's build our mobile website first because we're going to see an immediate return. We can experiment there. We're not going to have to hire programmers that are specifically uh, versed in, in iOS and Android development. 
but you know, who could basically build a 320 pixel wide web page. Well, there's also this whole back end story too, right? I mean, how how much of that infrastructure did you build up front? Oh, uh, that that's that's infrastructure that's taken us seven years to build. Huh. We've been in business since 2004. You know, all the all the tables, the databases, the you know, the content that that's been a work of art. Yeah. Let me ask you about that. So, when you started developing your websites, did you um, did you do them in a in a sort of an end tier way so that you could get at the data as uh, services right off the bat? Did you anticipate having to pull them from different clients or did you have to retrofit that? No, we, we retrofitted that. We, we had never worked in web services until uh, we built our first app. And are you using XML web services or RESTful services or JSON or? We're, we're using JSON. Yeah. And I can say that because I heard one of our developers use that word once. Yeah, good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I do. I do know that we're doing that. But but now though, we're using those web services on our mobile apps. You know, I mean, hmm. on our mobile websites, mm-hmm. we built the web services to be u- to be uh, used on the iPhone and the Android. And but now we're using them on a lot of things that we do. And it's and it's really a very effective way for us to build very quickly. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. That's great stuff. What a what a great success story that we had the opportunity to talk to you on the tablet show. It's fantastic. Well, it's you know I get real excited. I'm not, I'm you know I, I love the travel business. I've been in it for a long time. Um, it's it's very exciting as an entrepreneur to see that there are still new ways to find business. Um, yeah. And you know and, and it's out there. You just got to know where to look for it. And you got to see what the opportunities are, and you, and you run with it. Um, yep. We we pay attention to a lot of a lot of what's going on in technology. You know I. I you know, I, I'm probably talking more than you want me to talk. You guess you can edit whatever you want to edit. But I'll give you, I'll give you an, an, something I'm real excited about is, uh, you know, you, you, when I saw Siri for the first time, I thought, wow, this is, this is going to be something, you yeah. know, the whole idea of being a voice activated search. And, uh, we, we recently implemented, if you actually go to iCruise.com, the website, not on our app or not on our, any of our, our mobile websites or anything. You'll see a search box called Cruise Finder Plus. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's actually funny. I listened to your presentation from the Australian guy, Ivanovich, the other day. And if you want to make something better, you just add a plus to it. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what he said. So I laughed when I heard that. Uh, but if you go to Cruise Finder Plus, you can type in whatever search you want to type. So if you want to do seven night Mediterranean cruise from Istanbul on a sailing ship in July 2012, that search box will actually parse out the the elements that are important to conduct a search on our search results. It's not going to bring you to a Google page. It's not going to give you a list of pages. It's going to give you the real search results that you're looking for, just like you've gone through one of our search boxes. Yeah. Huh. And what's cool about that is that um, we implemented the, the Google WebKit. If you're using Chrome 11 or higher, you can click that little microphone and say it. And it will it will fill that text box. And I get excited about that because I think that's the way people are going to be searching in the next more and more people will be searching that way as 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 more and more people accept and use Siri. So, uh, you know, you constantly have to be looking at the technology out there and, and figure out how it can work in your business. So uh, it's cool stuff. Disney Cruise. Yeah. I just got off one of those, man. They're they're amazing. Are you thinking about you got kids? No, no. I just searched in Cruise Finder Plus. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, it works. That's pretty cool. Oh, did you say Disney Cruise? I did. Yeah, it, it Disney Cruise came up. Huh? It certainly did. So say Disney Alaska Cruise. All right, Disney Alaska Cruise. 
There it is. That is pretty good. Now, I'm wondering, is that using SAPI, the speech API? I mean, these are probably things you don't know, but uh, Richard, that's probably what it's using because didn't, didn't Microsoft have this whole uh, speech recognition on the web kind of stuff, the SAPI toolkit? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, there's a few possibilities there, but it, you know, I think we just got showed the future. It looks like Flash, actually. I'm not sure, huh. but it's interesting. There's, it's a company out of Israel called Evature. And uh, and those guys are just have written some really really cool uh, technology to be able to parse this out and uh, and be able to just even look at misspellings and different variations and, and return back through uh, XML feeds um, what what the responses are. It's, it's very very cool. Stuff. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, Oof, thanks very much for sharing your stories. Well, I just want you guys to know that cruises aren't boring. You know, we have, <laughs> we have a, we, they're a lot of fun. They're out there for everybody. You know, I hope all your listeners out there will, will download our app and, and give it a shot. Well, you told me the most important thing for me to know. I'm, now I'm pretty excited. What was the most important thing? Onboard Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's on all the ships. And, uh, there you yeah, go. It, it's, it's, uh, it's a fantastic business, and I'm glad to be part of it. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Thank you. And thanks for listening to The Tablet Show. We'll see you next time. It's not too much, but I need-